This episode brought to you by motherfucking dinosaurs. Okay, but can I can I just bring up the literal elephant in the room? Haha, <laughs> pun. What literal elephant in the uh-huh. room? Our rights are being taken away, and I don't want to turn this into a political tirade, but but I, I just I just have to fuck everyone who thinks women shouldn't have rights. And if you think women shouldn't have rights, fuck you. So- and if you are a Republican on the Supreme Court, go ride the fuck Ceratops. So by literal elephant in the room, you mean figurative elephant in the room. I mean... <sighs> Yes. But they're actually elephants and they're in a room. So I guess it makes sense. Yes. So, you know, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett. Uh I met Alito. You met Alito. No, it wasn't Gorsuch. It would it would be Clarence Thomas. It's it's 5-4. So it's Thomas, Alito, Barrett, Gorsuch and um drunky face McBooferson. Yeah, so I the Supreme uh, so you know, so the Supreme and Court has just jettisoned any respect for rule of law or settled precedent, meaning that it's entirely a political branch, meaning that I see no qualms which means we with should the president. Be able to pack it. Yeah, I see no qualms with the president packing the court because we've just established that it is not a neutral like it's a elected governing body, an undemocratically elected governing body. Okay, but I would like to take even one step further from back from that. Yeah. Because 25% of our listeners do not listen from the United States. So you may not know that we are quickly, we as women, are losing our rights to our own bodies. Very, very fast. If you're queer, you just got a few rights. Now they're back on the chopping block. If you're trans, I guess. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's those rights. That's the thing about the opinion... As written, which this is a draft opinion, it could change. It probably won't, but it could. But that's the thing about this draft opinion is it's written in such a way that even though Alito says this in no way implicates anything but abortion, he's basically overturning the right to privacy, which means he could also in the coming years overturn gay marriage, um... Any sort we of right to health care. Sitting Republican uh, lawmakers talking about how interracial marriage yeah, should he, be left he, up to the state. He could overrule, like Alito could use this this precedent that he's inventing right now that he's pulling out of his ass with no basis in law. He could use this to overturn interracial marriage. Like that that's what we're talking Loving. about here is Alito, if he wanted to, could use this exact same justification to overturn the beautifully named case, Loving. It's wild. And it sucks. And if you don't live in the United States, like me, I did not grow up here. Don't, don't, I don't come here. I bought the idea of... Don't come here. Well, I bought the idea that I was going to come to America and have more rights. And I did for like five years. <laughs> um, good marketing. America has good marketing. So because of all that garbage, we have chosen a book that is completely divorced from reality. All of it. <laughs> reality. Because I don't want this to be an angry political podcast, even though I'm an angry political woman and you are an angry political woman. Yeah. I want this to be a fun thing, but also I don't want us to be blind to it. So go out and vote. 
Let's be single issue voters and let the issue just be fuck the Republicans. They did it to us and it worked. Anyway, that's my screed. Do you want to introduce our, our, our new book that's hopefully going to uh, give us some sanity? Hot dinosaur action the way you like it. Wet hot Allosaurus <laughs> summer. <laughs> she was a country girl looking for excitement. He was an apex predator theropod. <laughs> By Lola Faust. There is a big yellow sticker on here that says in bold letters, not for children. Um, <laughs> we should have that on our podcast. Not for children. Not for children. So Memphis has no idea what, what we're about to read because I have not shown it to her. <laughs> no, 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 no. We usually decide on the books together, even though we don't pre-read. But this time, I just chose. Liz it. just took the initiative and said, "This is our book now." And since she's the top in this podcasting relationship, I just said, "Okay." In this podcasting relationship. <laughs> Wet hot Allosaurus summer. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Chapter one. The chapters don't have names. We should name them. This one can be named Derek. Tannis, our main character, Tannis climbed onto the biggest barn to watch the dinosaurs. Her whole body hurt from a grueling day of ranching. There was dirt under her chipped nails and a big brown stain. You mean stain. ranching? A big brown stain on her blue jeans from where she'd fallen in the mud while milking Dusty, her favorite heifer. Is that a cow? It's a cow, yes. Heifer is a cow. I grew up in the city. You also grew up in a place without many cows. The city. Any city. Pick a city, and it likely doesn't have many cows. In the fields, the cows mooed contentedly, chewing clover. The evening was thick with pollen and the warm buzz of bees and chirping crickets. So far, it sounds like where I grew up. Tannis's body was tight and lean from 18 years working alongside her father and brothers on their farm. Had she grown up in the city around men who were not her family, she might have known she was beautiful. Wait, 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 wait. That's a really weird way to put that. If she'd grown up around men that weren't related to her? She would know that she's smoking hot? Yeah. However, Why the men sound... in her family aren't creepy pervs, which is not yeah, a guarantee keep... in, a, in on farm life. <laughs> the only thing that we've learned is that they haven't told her that she's got a bangin' bod. <laughs> Not that they didn't notice it. Memphis, one of the most popular Pornhub categories in the American South is stepsister. And at that point, just go with sister. Who are you kidding? <laughs> Who are you imagining, Cletus? <laughs> only themselves. Wait, no. <laughs> only their siblings. Whatever. She'd inherited her mother's generous breasts and backside, but hard labor had crystallized her curves, made them more severe and striking. Though Tannis knew nothing of her own beauty, she knew of the beauty of the dinosaurs, whom she watched <laughs> every night without fail. Touching herself outside on the porch. 
while her brother watched. Astonishing, the news had proclaimed (laughs) so many decades earlier, that they should live among us, recreated out of DNA collected from rocks. Science. (laughs) It was an existential (laughs) shift to think that such a thing was possible. And yet... You know, I really admire this kind of world building. Anyway, we made dinosaurs from rocks. Moving on. Now they're gonna fuck. The first generation (laughs) lived as zoo animals. It was seen now as a moral stain on the foundation of human existence. They hadn't known. But perhaps that is no excuse. The creatures might have remained sideshow attractions, but a biologist at the Chicago Center for Paleolithic Genetic Research the CCPGR, noticed the way Albertosaurus and Allosaurus would work in groups to systematically smash rocks. Tools! He had cried. They use tools! (laughs) Multinational conglomerates funded a bold dinosaurs-to-work experiment. It succeeded beyond their imagining. (laughs) Oh my god! And thus, like so many other species, dinosaurs were at last belatedly domesticated, or so they thought, and integrated into the workforce of man. They proved especially- Do you think we could have- Huh? Sorry, do you think we could have a Republicans-to-work policy? They're just an empty drain on society. Maybe we could, like, retrain them- To break rocks? some sort of technical college. To have empathy! (laughs) Like the dinosaurs- to integrate them as functional, useful members of society. So are you are you with all the world building at this point? I'm having it. Are, are you into here. this? I am into it. Anyway, this happened. Anyway, dinosaurs. My disbelief is doing backflips in the air like a Cirque du Soleil performer. S- suspend it. Suspend it in the air. It's, it, yes. They proved especially good at raw material extraction. They thrived when introduced into the tar sands, iridescent beasts growing warm and strong by the rainbow-slicked pools of crude. They were primordial beasts. I don't they understand. They thrived in the tar pits? <laughs> That's what it says. They thrived when the, introduced the into the tar sands. The dinosaurs did well in the tar pits? <laughs> uh, famously so, yes. <laughs> it kept their skin looking so young. They were primordial beasts drawn always back to the slick and pumping heart of the earth. Tannis had grown up on these histories, and they seemed like myths to her. She couldn't imagine a time before dinosaurs were everywhere, a time when people protested by bombing research centers and zoos. It seemed to her Liz, as stupid I'm as shooting at cows. I'm trying to stay away from the politics. I'm trying to... <laughs> Who did you say what the author was? Laura. Oh, sorry. Lola Faust. Lola Faust. Lola Faust, you were ahead of your time. What, like a year ago? When was this written? Uh, my God. Uh, 2020, two years ago. Another pandemic craft. You know, when women are pandemic, I think we're just turning to porn. Also from the same author, Lord Bartholomew's Ankylosaur lover. Sex Secrets of the Saurians, Tyrannosaurus Sex, and Mile High Pterodactyl Club. Is this a new niche? 
She also Okay, anyway, they responded by bombing abortion clinics. I mean dinosaur clinics. I mean zoos. It seemed to her as stupid as shooting at cows. Her family lived in the foothills on some of the last remaining farmland in Alberta. From the roof of the biggest barn, she could watch the extractions, see the bodies of the pterodactyls as perfectly engineered as airplanes, but of warm flesh. During the day, the hordes of tyrannosaurs and smaller carnivores were visible. Sometimes a raptor would scamper through their fields, scaring the cows. She sketched them in secret sometimes, their long necks, blues and greens. Learning how to draw their feathers was hard at first, but eventually became her favorite part. She loved how the scales and feathers worked together for heat maintenance and protection. When her father found her sketchbook, he slapped her across the face. Oh no! Well, the dinosaurs have feathers now. That's good. Those ugly... pudgy chicken... Yeah, chicken-beaked dinosaurs that just look like giant roosters just squawking away, pecking stupidly. Those ugly lizards are gonna... gonna brush over the fact that her father beat her for, for her forbidden love. Those ugly lizards are going to dig our graves, he growled. Tannis learned to keep the sketchbook under her pillow when she slept, and carried it in her knapsack across the farm during the day. Each night, she dreamed she'd wake up as a giant and a beautiful dinosaur, and that she would flee her small life as a farm girl. Representation? Young girl comes out as a dinosaur lover, goes to the city, finds a group of people with dyed hair, and goes to art school. The sun pulled the shadows of trees and oil rigs long across the fields. Tannis closed the sketchbook and set it on the shingles. A clover-sweet breeze tugged strands of honey hair out of her ponytail. She pulled her flannel across her chest. Her nipples prickled with the evening coldness. Nips. Nips. (laughs) That's my commentary. In this she has nips. <laughs> In this light, <laughs> the dinosaurs were perfect. They shone deep amber and crimson. That color made her heart rush. Every day they seemed closer. The farmland was shrinking, it's true, but it was more than that. She felt like she could throw a stone and hit one. She dug in the gutters of the barn and grasped a flat rock. The stone arced through the clean air and landed a few feet from the barn, nowhere near the working dinosaurs. She threw another, so hard she thought her shoulder might pop out of its socket. She threw another, and another, why, until the gutters by her feet were empty and her arm hurt. At last it was dark and Tannis felt cold and alone. Her body knew the barn, every foothold and loose corner of siding, and she slid quickly down its face. The first thing she noticed when she landed was an unusual smell, a musky, earthy smell, she thought, but mixed with flowers and not unpleasant. Perhaps her mother was experimenting for dinner. Huh? Is that what dino dong smells like? You're uh, you're getting ahead of yourself there. Wouldn't that be a cloaca? 
All right, let's go. You're getting a cloaca. So, I want to uh, give yourself. No, I want to know if they have cloacas in in this world or not, or is it just like a regular Allosaurus with a with like a human with with human junk? Well, well, there's a there there's an illustration. Is there really? He has a heart tattoo. <laughs> Where? On his neck. Oh, boo. Tannis heard a hiss and watched her cat Misty, a gray Persian, scatter into a hole in the barn. Then she saw the leg. It took Tannis a second to realize what she was looking at. The dark, iridescent feathers shone in so many colors she would never be able to render them, even if she spent her whole life drawing them. She followed the tree-thick leg up to its strong hips, wide chest, and finally the glorious saurian head eight feet above the barn floor. <laughs> Liz, I feel like God is going to punish us for reading this. <laughs> I feel like this is a sin. The word came unbidden to her mind. Allosaurus. She whispered it so softly she could barely hear herself. <laughs> How you doing there? <laughs> I, f I feel like this is a sin. It, it, it has I don't know to if, be. I, I, yeah, I don't know if this is illegal, but it should be. And you know what? With the new Supreme Court, it probably will be very soon. His eyes were the deep green <laughs> of oceans she had only imagined in her dreams. His cheekbones looked car cheekbones. His cheekbones looked carved from prehistoric cliffs. His feather dew was quaffed in a sexy and hip honky tonk <laughs> curl. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis Allosaurus. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. I, I, I was doing so well and now I laughed and now I can't stop. <laughs> For the record, I recommended a porno. Like no one a, cares like what you straight, recommended. I recommended a, a straight, a very heteronormative, cis straight porno about a man who goes to the city and finds a feminist and turns her into a good Christian housewife. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I still feel like that, that was less sinful than this. <laughs> he let out a low, deep roar, like a tractor coming on after a long winter. His body reminded her of a living lake, the way one move would ripple across his feathers. He reached out. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, that should stay in there. That's the sound of his low, deep roar. Yeah. She saw his communication device. The wires wound into his claws. After some violent misunderstandings, all infant dinosaurs were now hardwired with a bioelectric communication device that allowed them to speak telepathically with their human foreman. Or <laughs> companions, she thought, with a heart stab of anticipation. Oh my god, do we have human harems? She knew with one touch she would be able to see into his mind, and he would be able to see into hers. Yes, Dino Daddy. She backed away, 
fearful of... of what? She should have felt instinctive terror at the giant predator's presence, but it wasn't that at all. Was it something else? Was it fear of really communicating with him? Of knowing what he was thinking? Did he feel the same way? He stared into her with such a begging look. Me horny. <laughs> Me horny. <laughs> she let him touch her temple and felt the quick <sighs> zing of their minds tuning into the same channel. <laughs> I've watched you too, Tannis, his mind said into her mind. Then he backed away. He was shy too. He stared <laughs> down at his clawed feet. <laughs> Doesn't he have a heart tattoo and an Elvis haircut? <laughs> and he's shy. Oh. He's an oh eight foot All tall I'm... monster and he's shy. <laughs> In my brain now, instead of the caveman voice, I'm hearing Elvis. I've watched you too, Tannis. Uh -huh. <laughs> Thank you for letting me make a connection. Language. Thoughts. He was no animal. This was a sentient creature who could speak to her. Want her. Could he... Ew. Half afraid and half wanting, Tannis let him sniff her neck. Ugh, I need an adult. Did he have to do squats to get down that low? I would imagine. He, like, sat all the way down. His mouth parted, and she saw his rows of razor teeth. His breath smelled hot and earthy, like a barbecue. She, it probably smelled disgusting. Probably smelled like, like raw, rotten meat. Yeah, it does not smell like a barbecue. She couldn't distinguish fear from desire. Goosebumps prickled over every inch of her soft human skin. He touched her temple again with his talon, and she watched his fantasy like a movie projected into her skull. He didn't... He... <laughs> Do you want to touch cloacas with her? Oh boy, he didn't know. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yep, we're we're finally in the sexy parts. That was fast. How much is in this book? Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's only a. Oh my god, it's a sixty-nine page book. <laughs> Lola Faust, yes! No wonder the print is in such a weird size font. She just kept scaling it up until it was 69 pages. We're on page 17 now. <laughs> he touched her temple again with his talon, and she watched his fantasy like a movie projected into her skull. He didn't know whether to eat her or take her from behind and make her his oh. mate. Oh, God. His oh, no. tongue slid out of his mouth and brushed her behind the ear with unexpected softness. The feeling bloomed <laughs> all down her it spine. Just... He just, <laughs> just slapped her across the face. Over her whole face. She With felt barbecue a barbecue smelling breath. Yeah. 
She felt a wetness between her legs. Something she'd only experienced once or twice while horseback riding. (laughs) It made her throb. Well, also, lubricating the horse before you ride it (laughs) is probably a good idea. Why would you subject me to this, Liz? Why? No one asked for this. Not one of our listeners wanted this. They all wanted it. They just didn't realize it yet. <sighs> he licked her again, this time harder, more ardently down her entire neck, tasting her fear and sweat. His tongue was as big as her whole hand. She imagined other places he could lick her. She reached down and gently- With an eight-foot tongue. Or not an eight-foot tongue, an eight-inch tongue. Yeah. With a tongue the size of her hand. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, or other things. Like a dishpan. You wouldn't- She could do with a cloaca if you had an eight-inch tongue that was, like, sufficiently rigid. Yeah. She reached down and gently stroked the feathers of his chest, muscled from labor, his feathers were. His skin was hard (laughs) like a leather saddle. His feathers felt like tulip petals, soft and slightly wet. His skin felt like the leather saddle of the horse that turned her on. While she was horseback riding. She began exploring him with her hands. Ew, gross. Tannis, move! She heard her father shout from behind her. She saw him, short and stocky, a sickly human with a pipe sticking out of the corner of his mouth, shotgun cocked. No! She shouted and leapt in front of the Allosaurus. The shot boomed through her eardrums and into her shoulder. It sent her flying through the air like a sack of flour. This is the most action we've had so far in any book. She landed on a hay bale, coughing. Wind knocked out of her. The magic of the encounter was gone. She felt cold and shattered, blood gushing from her shoulder, soaking her flannel shirt. The pain. Remember, kids, the only thing that can protect your family is guns. The pain had not yet arrived, but she knew it would. This is not the first time her father has shot her for loving the wrong species. I think we can just call it there. All right. (laughs) I feel like we're going to hell. (laughs) We are definitely going to hell. This is not, this is not the book that God-fearing young Christian youth women should be reading. We are none of those things. We are women. We are women. We are none of the other things. I was a youth once. Yeah, but now we're old and decrepit. (laughs) And angry. Surly, even. So rage-filled. Is that the Allosaurus roar? So what do you think? I've already told you what I think. I think we're going to hell. (laughs) All right, well. I think you've doomed us. The COVID porn didn't doom us. It got close, but this definitely pushed us over the edge. In that case, sounds good to me. Bye, guys. Bye.
So that's a fun new book, isn't it? Yeah. We're trying to break things up, trying to do a few different things. Still a better love story than Twilight. Her getting shot by her father was a better love story than Twilight. (laughs) I mean, we joke about how we're definitely going to hell, but I feel so much better about the relationship she has with this dinosaur after five minutes than I do about their relationship in legal affairs. After yeah. three, four, three and a half books, we didn't read all the mom murder. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She has feelings. She's already grown as a character. We know what she looks like without using the word skankerific or slutty. We know what her family looks like. We know what her parents look like without even having to murder one of them yet. I think this is a very well-written book, frankly. Well, this definitely feels like it's been proofread. Yes. Yes, it has. This feels like a labor. This actually feels like a labor of love. So if anybody would like to purchase this book or other books like it, please uh, do. Go to, go to stormcrowbooks.com. Buy these books. They did not sponsor this, but I don't care because I would... They probably wouldn't if they knew... They, yeah, they probably wouldn't sponsor us if they knew we free, were reading it. Free but. advertising. Uh, Stormcrow, one word... S-T-O-R-M-C-R-O-W. I want them to know that people like this because I want them to make more. (laughs) Lola, write more. We love you. Anyway, until next week, we will leave with Tannis bleeding out and an Allosaurus about to eat her parents. (laughs) The most exciting ending since the COVID books. Dude, I like our intermissions so much more than the regular seasons. Anyway, tell your friends about us. Tell them about this episode, just without context. Yeah, yeah, just just say, yeah, it's this legal porn podcast. I think you'll like it. And then just send this. Yeah, two lawyers get together and, and rage. And the first five minutes sounds like cathartic venting about politics. And then we go straight into the cloacas. <laughs> He's going to take her from behind with his cloaca. <laughs> or maybe it's over in like a I mean second. they do birds do descend from them so maybe it's more like a duck penis all barbed and curly no, no 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 other way around other way around huh other way around no, chick, chick, like 97 percent of raptors. birds but the only birds that have wangs are aquatic birds because it's hard to cloaca when you're wet <laughs> But oh but really? Most birds like tell, tell me more like about what's hard to do when you're wet. <laughs> Ride horses. <laughs> Dinosaurs probably had cloacas. They probably did not have duck penises. A girl can dream. You clearly are. All right. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>